0: and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Craft. I'm the Gnarly Gnome, um, and hopefully to you guys, you don't know that this is a very strange episode. Um, it's, it's very weird looking across the desk and feeling like I'm sitting at a table with people even though I'm <laughs> not. Um, we're, we're testing out some fun technology. We're playing around with, um, with the future, the future of the world. Or the way the world is currently, I guess, with uh, um, everybody doing their video conferencing and everything. Uh, I'm sitting with uh, with Justin and Danny from Sonder and we're gonna. I I don't really know exactly how this is going (laughs) to (laughs) go.
1: I I posted to uh, my story right before this. I was like, should I be nervous or excited (laughs) about this podcast? It is. um,
0: So we're doing a blind tasting. I went and I bought, I can tell you guys styles because, uh, you know, that doesn't give away too much. Um, These are all, even this isn't true. The two American lagers and one Dortmunder lager. Um, because I thought it was going to be really easy to run into the store and find three cans that would all kind of look the same, but that had labels that I could get off somehow so that they would just be plain cans. Um, And it was harder than I thought to find three that were the same style, so I ended up with one Dortmunder, but that's okay. That's close enough. Um, And we're just going to kind of drink them, compare, contrast, talk about them, and just shoot the shit on a... uh, a miserably snowy day,
2: <laughs> a miserably
0: right. snowy week. It's been rough. Um, so I'm curious for my
3: own sake. Um, uh, we are uh, zooming this, yes. right? So I can see you. You can see us. Yes. Uh, can all of your fans and guests uh, see us right now as well? Are there people live no. on Zoom or like no. on? Uh,
0: no, this, this is, it's recorded it's, version. It's it's just like we're sitting around a table. I gotcha. could Perfect. I could throw it up live. But.
3: <laughs> I'm I'm asking that question for a lot of reasons <laughs> right. uh, throughout this. Uh, you seeing me on video, you'll understand
1: why. You know, I'm sure in a few minutes. Um, I uh, I love the care package that you brought for us. <laughs> I got in this morning and just said, "Yeah, there's some beer for here for you and Justin here." And I go and grab it out of the tap room cooler. It just says from. the The beer beer fridge fridge. for Justin and Danny (laughs) with the asterisks, hope this idea doesn't suck. (laughs)
3: No, no, specifically. I hope this idea isn't shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, even better.
0: <laughs> Cuz it could go either way. You know, when you <laughs> I have not had any of these beers except for oh, I did throw, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. I did, I did throw one kind of off-topic beer if if we start running out of steam on our blind tasting that we can talk <laughs> about. Um and I well, have I have I'm going to try our one. best
1: to not run out of steam.
0: And that one is shit. I will tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, have you guys? Have you guys? I'm, if nothing else, I'm just pumped that we're hanging out again. We haven't I hung know, out in a while. It's been a minute. No, and like it's, uh, you know, obviously this is not the way I would prefer it to be, but this is kind of fun. Just, to, I mean, for me especially, I can just I just run downstairs and turn it on, and here we all right. are sitting and hanging out. Got done it's with fun. recording our own podcast, and then hop on yours. Yep. It's. I I think that uh, I like the idea of being able to do podcasts this way. Like it is just so much simpler for my life but um it takes away a little bit of that uh that experience of drinking with people but and Were
2: you also doing
0: anything remote prior to the shutdown i was not really i i had just started working on the studio here before the shutdown and just had it to the point where i could and i think i gotcha. might have done like one and then all of a sudden it was like oh shit i need to do this more often <laughs> I still am not complete. I'm most of my shows are not remote shows. I'm I'm going to places and just staying distance because it's, it's just more fun. But um, yeah, I know all the
1: previous ones that we've been on have been either here or at your place. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's dive into a beer. Um, Do
0: it. from the beer
1: fridge
2: because this entire episode
0: is from the beer fridge. This is a I don't I don't know what it is. You guys have the um the envelopes for when we uh, get done. That,
1: uh, I, I love that you forgot which ones were which too.
0: <laughs> I um, I was going to go like all crazy with it and um, have like I was gonna get the labels peeled off, get them like with a post-it note or something on them, and then have my wife come and put the labels on. But like I, I, I had them sitting in these little groups with the, just the paper on top, and um, I, I went and did something, and I walked back in the room and like, oh shit, I don't remember what each one was now. So it doesn't even matter if it's double blind. It's it's already blind. I've, okay. <laughs> I've forgotten. Um, so like I said, we have two American lagers and a Dortmunder. I don't actually know the difference. between. I mean, I know American lager, but um, what do you guys know what defines a Dortmunder lager versus other lagers? Pilsner. I've seven. drank
1: a lot of Great Lakes Dortmunder in my day. Um, just because it's always in my dad's fridge. Um, My experience has been that it's the tad multier. Um outside of that, I don't really know what the difference is. I don't know the um like what the categorical difference is now. Justin I'm
3: actually uh uh, I, I
1: think I know, but uh I was gonna Google it real quick. I for the record don't think this is a Dortmunder. Um So you have,
0: there's several different lagers that kind of fit into the same little family there. You've got Pilsner, which is kind of, to me, the center of it all. Then off of that, you get um, like your Hellas lager that's a little bit more on the multi side versus the Hoppy Pilsner, I think. Um, So this, just a quick, just a quick Google says, the German export beer, Dortmunder Export, is a pale, well balanced, smooth German lager. It's slightly stronger than the average beer. Yeah.
3: What does that even mean anymore? Yeah, With it, a, it an looks like body. it was made for a specific gr- group of of people at some point. Um, Interesting. I, I actually thought, um, and and forgive my ignorance, I actually thought that it was based on uh, regionality, but it's not. It looks like it's based more on uh, ABV and malt. Interesting. Um, more so than it is light, like uh, anything. Uh, regionality-wise.
0: The first thing that's popping up is from Rate Beer, which says it just has less finishing hops and more body than a Pills, but it's more bitter than a Hellas, So it kind of sits in the middle, I guess. I think that checks out. And some, like, I, I'm curious, like, once we have all three of these in glasses, if we'll be able to pick it out with them side-by-side, side, you know?
1: I, I like this one a lot. Um, I don't think it's the Dortmunder. Um, yeah, I, it definitely feels more American lager to me. It's incredibly light, has that like light hop finish to it. Incredibly drinkable, and it cleans out really well. I like this beer a lot. So what you- if? You know what would have been a pro move, gnome, if you just dropped one of our beers into I this. I was, I was wondering. <laughs> I actually, I actually, actually about was it.
3: thinking he might have done that, and yeah. so I've been like relatively quiet, no. <laughs> just making sure this isn't one of our beers. Right, I've, that I've, would have been the ultimate like <laughs> troll and also awesome move <laughs> at the same
0: time. I considered it, and I considered even throwing other local stuff in like a tasting, uh, but um, I just didn't want to even get anywhere close to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm
3: actually thankful that you yeah. didn't do I am, that. I am. I, but but. Uh, if nothing else than just for the entertainment value of what we're doing here.
0: So as far as American loggers, you guys did, What Quacky was an American logger, right? That was like an American light lager.
1: Um, yeah, that's, that's the lightest beer that we've ever done for sure. We definitely made that one with the intent of appealing to the masses and kind of having it because we, we partnered with, um, Kroger and, uh, free store food bank on that one. Right. Um, and we knew that for the event, there was going to be a lot of, you know, just casual beer drinkers. so We wanted to make sure that we were appealing to the masses for that one. Um, and then as far as like other light lagers we've done, we always have Rally Cap or oper- Operation Seam available. Um, did Rally Cap, did that
0: change? Didn't that use, wasn't it a Pilsner to start with? Did yes. The, did the beer itself so change It was, it was change a Pilsner at all? when
1: we first came out with it. And then we all uh, we all thought it would be a good idea to move it to the what was the original beer? Zauber. Had, yeah, the Zauber. The, uh, German
3: Zwickel beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it's even, it's even evolved a little bit this year. Uh, that beer will be re-released on March 1st. Um, and it is, um, uh, it's evolved a little bit. It's a little bit more Americanized this year. Um, Uh, I actually have not tried it yet. Um, All of my tasting notes are coming directly from our production team, but um, they're pretty excited about it. And anytime they get excited about uh, one of our beers, it makes me excited. So it's usually um, a good sign. (laughs) I I will tell you, it is still, is still a lager. It is still um, fairly close to what it was before. It's just a little bit, uh, as Chase would explain it, a little more Americanized, a little more crushable. So I,
0: with these beers today, I did notice, um, as far as canning dates on them, they're not super fresh. I don't know how you guys feel about shelf life of um, a beer like this versus something that might be a little bit hoppier, like an IPA. But, um,
1: ours is a little bur- blurry. Are you seeing 1028? Uh,
3: mind this one does not have anything
1: <laughs> I, that sounds I, I, well, that
3: sounds that right uh it's canned on 1028, 2020
1: yes yeah. okay. so i mean it's not super old it's and not then, fresh not but, fresh but not yeah. overly old i mean it could be older
3: b,
0: it's holding up great b is from august 31st oh. and then b or c is from 9 10, 20.
1: Yeah, so you did. Uh, I don't know where you got these beers. so You probably did that shop a favor by grabbing these. Um, I, well, I, yes. I, Jungle I Gems. got them yeah, at Jungle Gems.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say that <laughs> this,
0: this beer is holding up great. What do you guys think of
1: it? I'm actually
0: really enjoying It's not a style that I typically um, lean to. I, and I don't know why. I think maybe like when you put, for me, if you put like American lager or American light lager or something, sometimes. My even knowing that it's not the same thing, like my mind goes to some of those beers that we kind of rebelled against so much and said, this is not what we want for more beer. And so like if I'm standing at a shelf and I see an American lager and the next to it is a Pilsner or even a Dortmunder, I'm more likely to lean into those styles just from some kind of uh, some kind of prejudice in my head, which is which is crazy because I I
1: know that that's that's crazy.
0: But I'm, so I'm digging it this a lot. This beer is
1: a little sweeter than I think I would prefer for the style. See, I'm kind of into the sweetness on
2: lagers.
3: Um I I I I don't taste any flaws. Um I don't think it's flawed in any way. <laughs> no. Um it's certainly it's a beer that um
1: I would say you could probably have several of. Um it's pretty light. The only thing that I noticed as far as the age on it was that the carb wasn't super great on it, but I think that largely has to do with it being four months or three and a half months old. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't great. Um, yeah. I also don't
0: know as far as the, uh, uh, production size of some of these places, how that, uh, how that would factor into this. I, I think sure. they're all fairly good sized. But, um, I'm gonna go ahead and open the next one too to compare it.
1: I was next about to say clarifying year. question. Do you want us to look at the envelopes after all three or as we go? Um, I think we should do it after all three.
0: I think we should wait till we get them all open. Um, and then kind of I mean, for me especially, because I'm I'm not gonna be finishing either any one of these before I get to the next one because I have several beers in front of me by myself now.
1: <laughs> Justin and I are going splitsies and uh when I was pouring it, I had like um I was thinking of a really funny video I saw the other day where uh it's like a it's a trend of um show me you had a sibling without telling me you had a sibling, and it's just someone like pouring very equal parts into a glass so that you're equally sharing it, and that no one got the better side of a of a fifty fifty split,
0: yeah, so um in my house we had to we did this thing where whoever you know doesn't pour or you know split whatever it is the other person is the one that gets to uh to choose
2: which yeah. one they want
0: so
1: i think my brother and i did that as well these yeah, look yeah, always-
3: I, I, I just to just to finish up on that beer so first of all before i get into this Gnarly, would you like us to drink extra beers so that we're on the same um, ABV uh,
1: it, level as you? I, I, have the, I have the better version of that question. <laughs> Actually, are you all right that we're drinking other beers on top of these? Because <laughs> we are. I,
0: I would expect nothing less. I uh, I started drinking earlier too, so we're already. <laughs> and, and
3: as as Danny uh, alluded to already, we've gone through a, a previous hour long podcast already.
0: <laughs> I stopped at a uh, a gas station the other day for something and. Um, was poking around the beer cave and found a bunch of six packs of the the dark check logger that fretboard did like oh, okay. in like October or whatever that I thought yeah, I got my hands on that I thought it was gone all around town and I found it and so I got really excited so I bought some so I cracked into that before the show today I was it? <laughs> nice oh it's awesome I I am I've been so happy with the stuff that they've been putting out lately they've kicked it into this whole other gear and I think you know part of it is because of covid and having to get so much packaging out there for them that man it's for somebody like me that has trouble leaving the house at all anymore like it's just so exciting to be able to walk into my local shop and find so much good stuff it's just
3: such I a- tell you what man it's uh i i think i think we because we're here we probably take it for granted um, but there's a lot of really damn good beer coming out of Cincinnati right now. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I I always forget about that until I travel. That's right. <laughs> you go some. You go somewhere else that isn't a big beer town, and you realize that we're just swimming in great options here. Oh yeah.
0: So the so second is one beer is beer.
1: vastly different.
0: There, I'm getting like a a little kind of skunky note almost
3: color
1: on these is the same again on this one looks uh, exactly the same what was the age on this one uh
3: the only thing is this one this one has a little less the last one uh the last one was um this one's a little hazy this one is also a little hazy
1: this one's august 31st so this is definitely not fresh
2: weird though i don't smell any oxidation at all on the nose This is the thrilling part of the podcast. Yeah. We're
0: all no <laughs> one's talking. I, have, I can, in theory, cut out some of the silence, but um, I
3: won't. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that you don't, though, usually. Yeah, and I like pointing it out.
0: <laughs> there was one episode down at, uh, at Alexandria, and we took a break halfway through, because we went to go grab more beers and went to go pee or something. And I said, oh, don't worry about it, guys. I'll just I'll leave it recording, and I'll cut it out later. And it was like... Two months later, or something, somebody sent me a message and they're like, "I just think it's so cool and so funny that you just left that in." I'm like, "I did what?" <laughs> <laughs> I went back on this and there is, there's this huge chunk, and I don't think I ever went back and fixed it. I think there's this huge chunk of the show where you just hear us kind of talking in the background and walking around.
2: <laughs> it's like, I uh I don't know if you get this, podcast. like,
1: uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm such a weirdo about our podcast where I like want it to be perfect, right? Uh-huh. And uh, it takes it, it takes me like two times however long the podcast is to edit it typically. So if it's like an hour and a half, it's like three-ish hours to edit it somewhere in there. And it takes every ounce of willpower in my body to not listen to it again, just to be sure. But that would just be preposterous and I would overthink it at that point. Right. So I'm sure there's been times where I've like left something in or forgotten to take something out. And I just roll with it. I'm, I'm all right
0: with it. Yeah, we when we started our show, there was little to no editing at all. Like we just uh-huh. we recorded it all into one track and dropped music in the begin, or at the beginning and the end and then yeah. um, exported it. And that was it. It's really
1: somewhat our old setup too. Is like all the like music and like the additions would be like in the edit, not in the actual like recording of it. But now that we have this system, it's just right there, ready to go. But I got so used to kind of
0: that workflow that I've kind of still carried a little bit of that into kind of how I do it now. Partially just because that's what I'm used to and partially because I just don't have the time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, I've got it down now to where it's like, it's, it's about equal time. If it takes me, if it's an hour show, it takes me about an hour to edit it um, gotcha. and get the poster oh, and get really, it all That's up really underneath. interesting. And just about. No, I could go, I could, I could definitely spend some more time on it if I had the time to spend on it. But, um, uh, you know, it just,
3: <laughs> it just doesn't help. We haven't, I, In you, I guess you can choose to leave this in or edit it, but I'm just genuinely curious. How's life with double babies? Oh my god, it's chaos! (laughs) Like just absolute chaos. Hey, so So, imagine, imagine what this is like for you, right? Not double it. Could you imagine (laughs) four of them?
0: No, no.
3: I like I.
0: It is an easy decision for me to say that we are done having children. (laughs) (laughs) Is your your
1: wife also on the same page? Uh, Yes. Yes.
0: Keeping in mind though that like our our little one our baby is not a heart like he's easy he's a, he's a good little kid but it's just like the um just the the constant the constant chaos and just like especially trying to you know do multiple jobs at the same like it's just it's insane. I have
3: found myself more recently talking to all four of my kids as though they're adults, <laughs> and there are many times in which that's awesome, and then there are many times <laughs> in which I get in my truck after I've left them and been
1: like. And what am I doing? They're 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 865 and 4. <laughs> well, also knowing that, the I dynamics guess. of your kids, I can see I can see a couple of them taking to that really well and others just being like oh, yeah. what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like today, today Voss like
3: smacked like literally smacked Josephine in the face. <laughs> and she starts crying and she comes running in and I'm like, "Dude, why do you why would you do that?" By the way, he's 2, right? <laughs> and then she looks at me and I'm like, What'd you do to make him want to slap you in the face, (laughs) right? Like not the greatest parenting tips, but I mean, and then I get in my truck and that was like right before I came here for this podcast. So now I'm like reenacting the whole thing in my head, but I'm literally like, I get in my truck and I'm like, they're, they're four and two. Like, what am I doing?
0: (laughs) I find myself a lot like sitting there having a conversation with her and like I see her either just this blank stare back at me or she's like looking over my shoulder watching you know curious George or something I'm like oh yeah that's right you're you're 3 years old and this that's is right. this is insane that I'm sitting here trying to reason with you about this you know I had a long conversation with her the other day about stress and what stress means and I'm like remember daddy talking about stress like this is one of those days i need you to just stop everything Cause I can't, I can't handle it right now. <laughs> I'm right. Like, this is this is stupid. Like she's not like, she's not going to stop. <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's, it's weird. The, the hard part I think for us too, is that like my wife tries to work from home so much, which when you're uh-huh. trying to work from home with two kids, you just don't really get any work done. Sure. And so then I walk in the door after a work day and she's expecting me to take over so that she can keep working. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I now have to, shift gears and do this other job that i try to do and it's yep no like it doesn't it doesn't work like there's just not enough time in a day and not enough people in this house to uh to manage it we need like a nanny that just lives here and takes care of our kids when we need not to <laughs> yes come on with it gnarly let's do it come on <laughs> uh, so how are you guys feeling about b versus a um i def-
1: i want to go after danny okay so, hear me out. Stick with me on this one. I can tell that this was a really good beer, like, two months ago. And the reason I know that is because it's, it was canned on August 31st, and there's no flaws. I didn't catch any oxidation. Uh, again, the carb's not great, um, but the color's still really good. It doesn't show a whole lot of signs of fading, but I'm just not getting that, like, backbone that you get from, like, a fresh beer. Right. Um, I like the flavor. The aftertaste isn't awesome, but I think a lot of that just has to do with the fact that uh, it was canned on August 31st, and it's hard to blame someone for that.
3: Gnarly, what do you think?
1: I think it's
0: good. I I, I definitely think some of those flavors have fallen off, and um, what they were replaced with is not awesome. But I don't know if... So uh, general rule of thumb is what, like three months shelf life for a beer? Is that kind of the general accepted... Uh, Yeah, I mean,
3: three. You you should be in theory. A beer should hold up for three months, depending on your your, depending on uh, your specs and what you're what you're trying to do. uh, You know, with your QC and everything else. For us, I mean, we have many beers that that will, you know, candidly between us. I mean, they'll they'll go between us and everyone that's listening. I guess we have (laughs) beers that will go six to nine months, and and honestly, especially on draft, if it's been in a keg, I mean, you, you. Largely wouldn't know. Um,
0: when I think that, like I've had plenty beers similar styles like this that have gotten tossed in a fridge, and I've cracked into them way later than I probably should have, and they they don't fall off like this. So I don't know
3: if uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I like this one more than A. Ooh,
1: I disagree. I liked A better. I just
3: I, I this one has this one has a uh, a a. Tinge of bitterness on the finish that A didn't have. Yeah, um, uh, A was a little more sweet, and I just I I like I think this one again. I, I guess I'm I'm probably playing into a little bit of the fact that I know that uh, this one is a couple months older, and I feel like it held up the same to me. Um, and I think that if we were trying both of these beers fresh, uh, I think this one would have been a wildly better.
0: Yeah, and. and- uh, for uh,
3: for my um what just happened i don't think we can hear him now
1: can you hear us i can hear you
3: oh okay sorry
1: That's i right. uh so funny enough uh you can also choose to cut this out uh, Justin, when we stopped recording, I, I never stopped recording our previous podcast. Oh, so we've been recording the whole time. Yeah, so, n- so no, <laughs> I, I have the audio from our <laughs> right. previous podcast. I forgot to hit record or stop and record, so, right. which is better than the alternative of not hitting record. Yeah, I just forgot to stop the podcast. So yeah. I'm going to have to cut out like 40 minutes of the previous podcast, which is fine. Um, so
3: anyway, so, so sorry
1: for that. Sorry to, to drop that in there. But,
3: <laughs> but I, I actually, I just like that this one is less sweet than A. I,
1: I have a take. I don't know if you guys are ready for this one. I feel like I feel like Miller High Life and Coors Banquet are the two macro beers that craft beer nerds drink and I think you choose which one based on whether you like sweet lagers or or um slightly more bitter lagers. And right. I'm a Banquet guy, which I feel like is slightly more sweet and Justin's a High Life guy, which I think is slightly more uh I don't want to say like hoppier but um I I'll go with I'll it's go for sure less sweet than. Yeah, I'll go with less sweet. And I feel like the first one was a tad bit sweeter, but not like in a bad way. I really liked it. And I just can't get over the fact that I think this beer was really good a couple months ago and it's still pretty solid. Um, I just think these type of beers don't last like 5 months, you know.
0: This reminds me a lot of like a like a High Life or something like that. And me I do, I mm-hmm. don't know if maybe it's like a a high life that was sitting out for too long and got a little bit of that skunkiness going on too. Like, I don't, I don't know if maybe that's part of it for me. Um, And and maybe some of that is intentional with the beer too, to kind of, I don't know. I,
1: I can, I could probably overthink this way more
0: than than I need
1: to. (laughs) I think the big thing that I'm, I don't know. A lot of times I evaluate beers based on like, are they what they were intended to be? And then do they have flaws? Right. So like, I'm assuming they were going for light, drinkable, um, crispy, uh, crispy boys. And then uh, it didn't, this doesn't have any flaws. Even five months later, I didn't catch any oxidation, uh, no diacetyl, just a solid beer. It was definitely brewed incredibly well, which is good.
0: I think the problem—not that your way of judging beers is a problem. Don't don't take me wrong here, but um, <laughs> that's I, what I heard. By the way, tell, tell me think, I'm wrong, Niall. I think I think the problem with trying to judge a beer based on somebody's intention is that we now live in this world where I feel like brewers are thinking of their intention after they create a beer half the time. Like you oh. get places <laughs> that'll make a beer and then come up with a story of what their intention for the beer was based on how it turned out instead of being the opposite. And I know that there are plenty of cases of people who do it the right way and do it, you know, from, from the way they're supposed to, but um, I, I feel like that happens way more than it probably should. So that's I don't, fair. I, almost, I know it
1: doesn't happen here. So maybe that's like where my bias comes in, but yeah, I
0: almost don't like when I'm sitting down to try a beer, I don't always trust what, you know, the, um the the marketing remarks from the brewery are, right? you know, for good
3: or bad, I don't know.
0: <laughs> but that's, that's I think that's thought. fair. Yeah. Um I'm going to crack up and see
3: cuz now Let's I'm really it. curious. This is a fun idea, dude. Thanks for including us.
0: Yeah, it's uh it, you know, I I enjoy sitting around trying new beers and um it's always more fun when you have people doing it with you and I'm happy uh, that you trust us to do this. Well, here's the going to be the real big joke at the end that every one of these beers is just High Life. <laughs>
2: Dude,
3: if that's a if that's the case,
1: I'm fairly here for it. They're just High Lifes at various stages <laughs> Dude, of
3: that's of actually, age. You went around town finding <laughs> finding old High Lifes. I have
0: um I have a whole list of different show ideas that I never get to because I'm always just going to a brewery and just talking about whatever they've got. I don't get to do stuff like this that often anymore. But one of those ideas was to pick up a six pack of somebody's um, somebody's beer. It didn't matter what it was. I think originally I was saying an IPA and take the cans and put them in random places around my house. Like I was going to put one out in the shed in the summertime. This is all in the summertime in the shed, one in the attic, one tucked into a corner on my front porch, one in the fridge, one in the trunk of my car, let it roll around for a month or so. And then, at the end of that, pull them all together and have them b- blind marked so you can taste what happens to some of those things and those fluctuations to see how much it actually affects it
1: um, you know funny on our end um we don't we don't you know put it in the back of our trunk let it roll around, but uh we do force age beers right. so you like kind of um we put them in the boiler room uh so they're, it's just hot as hell in there all the time um and kind of force age onto them, which is pretty cool, and they'll kind of every time we can a beer, they'll throw some in there just to evaluate at a later date um, from a, a, you know, how is this holding up standpoint or kind of putting a firm date on things to how long this beer is viable before it falls off and stuff like that. So it sounds like a ridiculous idea to you, but like we're doing it in practice over here to a lesser extent. I just want to like experience that a little bit. Like
0: I, I, you know, I try to take care of my beer as best as I can? I, you know, stash it in the fridge as soon as I get home and, don't let it roll around in my trunk. But I want to kind of see what that actually does to it. I don't know if, you know, most breweries have good um, good practices at this point that it's going to take a while to really start to see some of that effect or if it's going to be pretty quick if you throw, you know, if it's like in the in the spring or something where you get some big temperature fluctuation and You're putting it in the attic of your house. Like, how long does that take? <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of fascinating.
3: So this, this beer to me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump right in, gnarly, because I'm ready to talk about it. This, this beer to me is by
1: far the most pleasant on the nose. It's so I, I checked because now I'm curious about all the dates. I don't know who brewed this, but I enjoy the fact that they put "born" and then the date, <laughs> where it's as if this is like a baby that they made. Uh and this is the oldest beer that uh we have. It's uh, held up
3: really well on the nose.
1: It's by far the best carved beer still. Um I poured it and still got a pretty good frothy head on it. Uh, and it's sticking around a little bit. This is definitely the Dortmunder. I'm going to go on record for saying that.
0: I think I agree with you. Um I
1: I got like a uh a
0: big kind of there's there's a certain smell that reminds me of brewing and it's like it's that that real fresh hop kind of smell
1: yep. and I got that immediately with this one. Um, yeah the two things that stuck out to me is that this one's a tad darker than the other two. And uh it's I feel like it's a tad maltier, which I mean you could have told me that this is Great Lakes Dortmunder and I would have believed
3: you. It. It's the clearest as well. It's it's the least hazy.
1: Again, this this beer was brewed incredibly well um to have this is good at carb and to hold up this well without flaws being packaged on nine times. This is my
3: favorite of the three.
1: I think it's mine too. Uh, I'm
0: torn on, on a and C.
3: Wow. B was your least favorite
1: Gnarly? Mm-hmm. I think at the given ages and, or uh, the given, um, the given standpoints of these beers, this one's my favorite. Um, I would go c b a I liked the flavor on b e the best i think let me
0: let me put my ranking this way aroma i'm gonna go c a b c d a. okay the taste i'm gonna go a c b I think a. I like the the sweeter kind of personality of a, but that aroma on C is just fantastic, especially with the age on it, and that's where. That's where I'm, I'm faulting B is that this is an older beer. And to me, it's held up so much better than, than B has.
1: I'll be honest. I didn't get a lot of aroma out of A or B. Uh, I yeah. feel like they were kind of lacking on both. And I think that's largely just due to age. Um,
3: now I got to know. I got to know what these are.
1: I know. Um, this, I, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go. God damn it. I'm going to go CBA.
0: So, do you want me to tell you what the three beers were before we figure out which one's which? Oh,
3: yes. Okay. I haven't opened this yet. Um, I, just, and I, I was starting to.
0: Yeah. Let's do it. I, I don't guess. remember the names of the beer specifically, but I know what the breweries are. Um, okay. One of them is uh, BrewDog. That's um, the, the Dortmunder, I guess I can okay. say that. Is that Lost Lager? No, it was called something else. It's a, no, they
3: have a Dortmunder and then they have Lost Lager. I didn't
0: realize that a Dortmunder, I too. Um, and then one of these is wolfs ridge their okay. american uh logger and then the other yeah. one is seventh son oh okay
1: well, you picked three good breweries. You went for Columbus sure. heavy.
0: Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> no, no. They just—I was just looking for cans that had labels that I could peel off.
1: Or,
2: and and um, none of
0: these, none of these were like just easy, like labels that you could peel off. to. They were like the shrink wrap, so I had to very carefully with a Swiss Army knife get in there and cut uh, it off. Okay, <laughs> I love that journey. Just nice. praying that uh, I'm not going to punch you. I'm going to be honest can. with
3: you. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, never tried any of those three, so I have no guess. Um I have an idea in my head uh, just based on um what I think
1: and hope but we'll see I, what I, I got that's. mine too what are you thinking? Well, I'm not I'm not going to share. Oh no well, aren't we going to share? I think we should share, right? We're we going to guess.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm thinking C has to be the Dortmunder just because yeah. it is so different. 100%. Um 100%. I I don't know even how to figure out the other two um other than maybe my perceptions of uh, people's brewing practices maybe. I'm going to go <laughs> this is probably going um, to I'm going to go Wolf's Ridge on A Seventh Son on B
1: uh, No, didn't you say that Wolf Ridge was the Dortmunder? No,
3: Wolf Ridge
0: oh,
1: Brudog. Brudog I, I agree no, with Brudog you guys was the I'm, guessing,
3: I'm guessing just based on the beer itself and, and what we know from the style, I'm guessing that C is the Dortmunder?
1: Yep um, so that's so or that would so C would be Brewdog, right? Yeah, I think we all agree on that.
3: Um, and then I uh, again, I I have no I I like in in respect everything both uh Wolf's Ridge and Seventh Son are doing, and both of those beer like I've never had either, so I can't even begin to guess. Well, and, those
0: two. and none of this is really fair because these are all kind of past the date they should be, you know. <laughs> Right. I like mean, I'll give, fair, I'll give credit more. to all three
1: of these breweries. You know, none of these beers were fresh by any means. and They were all great. Yeah. Agreed. No, no flaws in any of them. I, I would drink all three. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think all three fresh would be incredible. And even with the age, they were very good.
3: Um, all right. Should we dive in? Yes. yes,
1: yes. I'm
0: curious. I'm, I'm dying I opened
3: know. the
1: envelopes and have an open. And have an, I, like I, I peeled them and have not an open. Just because I like being right. I'm going to go with. Um,
3: yeah. So what are you guessing?
1: So C is definitely the Dortmunder from BrewDog. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with B being Wolf's Ridge and then A being Seven Sun. Okay. Let's go. What are you opening first? C. C. Uh, BrewDog, the Empire Strikes Dortmunder. Yeah. I nice, think we all, think we all felt good about that one. Yep. Wait, so can we discern between ourselves what the difference between this beer is from the other two, being a Dortmunder versus an American lager?
3: Listen, I'm going to level with you guys. I know you both said it looks darker. To me, it doesn't look any darker.
1: I thought it was a little darker.
3: In in fact, I would go so far as to say, I feel like this is the most clear of all three of them.
1: It might be the most
3: clear, but I don't think it's the lightest. I think it's the lightest I'm looking
0: at all three of them next to each other right now. Yeah, can you hold those up to the oh, camera for us? that. You want me to hold? Us. You want me to hold three beers up at the same time? Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah let's yeah, see yeah. how coordinated you are. now. How big are your hands? <laughs> so, not very big. I have girly. hands.
1: <laughs> it also looks very dark in the studio. You're really setting it for us here. Hang on. We're just like up in the office. <laughs> let's see if
0: I can get some back. Can you see that light? I can't see what you guys are
1: seeing. <laughs> uh, it just looks like the sun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that 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 helps literally none at all. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I'm also going to end up dropping a beer and
1: spilling it all over
0: all of this stuff. Right, right.
3: Based on what I saw, it appears to me that uh, C is the lightest.
0: How do you know which
3: order he has it in it? Yeah, I just know.
0: It goes <laughs> A, B, C. Like, it's oh. left to right for me. Damn <laughs> it. I told you. I, I think <laughs>
3: I think right? B am I, is... am I right or wrong that C is the lightest beer?
0: I think B is the lightest. Oh, Get out of here, gnarly! <laughs> I'm looking at them next to each other. I, I, do you want me to pull out like my uh, my app that you can like pick the colors and like it'll tell you exactly what they are?
2: That would be great. I don't actually. hate it if yeah. you could do that. That'd be awesome. That sounds like a pain
0: in the ass, actually.
3: <laughs> um, I uh, I would say to me, all three. Uh, in all seriousness, no joking. All three are damn near the same in color.
1: Lot the biggest your difference for me is, uh, is clarity. Yeah, <laughs> you're wrong. But,
3: uh, I would say the biggest difference between the three for me and the reason that I uh, largely put C, head and shoulders above, um, is because, uh, like, as we discussed, the nose was incredible compared to the other two. Um, and I honestly, I just felt like, um, I felt like the balance of crisp and clean at the end versus bitter and or sweet. It was just, it's just more balanced in my opinion. Um, Again, I like all three. None are, none are bad or wrong. Um, In fact, I I would go so far as to say I'm actually relatively impressed. I'm very impressed, not relatively. Um, There's no oxidation in any of these beers and they're all months old.
2: Yeah. All Um, three were all
3: held up really well.
1: All three were without flaw for sure. And definitely, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Now that you've named the breweries, then I feel confident who they are. I feel confident that all of these breweries hit what they were going for, and they were definitely well crafted. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with all of them. I,
0: um, and with age, I I've I've given BrewDog a little bit of shit over the years, um, not necessarily for their beer, but more just because of this juggernaut who they are and, um, kind of the. Uh, uh, the invasive species method that uh, they they move into towns. That's the only shit that I think I've ever given them. And like I like this beer a lot. Like I think it says a lot for um, who they are as a brewery and what they're doing. It's it's fantastic.
3: Yeah,
1: I like this one a lot. All, All right, right, you're paying uh, B next. Letter B. Wolf's Ridge. All right, let's go. I, uh, uh, that, was a, that was a pure guess. I I had no just because I, I haven't had either of the beers. I don't believe.
3: And in case you didn't know, or you thought he was maybe lying, uh, a is
1: seventh. So. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did you just write. I'm curious. Did you just write him on a postcard? Yep, okay. Yeah, I just wrote him on a a little postcard. <laughs> yeah, I was curious if you like slipped the labels on there. You have beautiful something.
0: handwriting. That would that would have been way. way more uh, prepared the labels don't come off in like one piece it's like you're tearing off were all of them saran wrapped
1: I think they do saran wrap their beers all three of those breweries I think that I've seen I think Brewdog prints uh, like Elvis Juice and like their they print a few
3: similar to what we're talking about doing
1: I think Seven Sun does all of theirs wrapped I believe so
3: alright in the spirit of uh, this podcast just is what it is right can we talk about this for a second yeah so what's your problem with uh or your thoughts on what BrewDog is doing? I'm just curious to get your opinion.
0: It's it's similar to me to like um like here in Cincinnati. I Columbus, they definitely have a brewery in Columbus. It's there. You can walk in, you can take a tour, you can see them making beer. It's it's awesome. When you get places like Cincinnati where they are calling it a brewery, it has a a license. It technically is a brewery but they're not making any beer there there's not ever been a drop of beer brewed there it's it's deceptive i think to customers and i just i don't i don't like that um it's a little uh little terrifying to see a company that is that big and the way they are the way they are dominating a a market which is great for them that's what they are supposed to be doing but it's just a little little concerning for for the local guys In my opinion. If I'm if I'm a little tap room and I exist somewhere and then a a brew dog bar moves in next door, like that's that's rough.
2: Yeah, I I, I guess I
0: can
3: I can feel what you're saying.
1: I see where they're coming from though. You almost have to do that to give that local feel, right? Well no, and and they do a really good job of
0: it too. Like the, the obviously the beer is fantastic. The spaces that they are building still like they're unique, they have character, they they're they're great. But I uh, you know it's for somebody who is, you know, diehard local Cincinnati, like you see them come in and it just doesn't doesn't feel the same to me.
1: I feel you. I think they do a great job. I appreciate their marketing and their branding. I think that you always know when you're walking into a brew dog facility. I've been to both of the Columbus locations and then the one here. And I they they look strong in, you know, in marketing and in brand, which is always really cool. Yeah,
0: I it's it all comes down just kind of to my my you know personal feelings about it. Like it's not based in any kind of facts or anything like that. For sure, <laughs> which For is sure, sure, sure. which has always been similar to kind of my feeling about you know Anheuser Busch aside platform and the way they kind of came into town just didn't feel didn't feel the same as as other local spots. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I was about to
3: ask you about platform with that. Uh, what about a place like so so how do you discern the difference between that and a place like Sam Adams where yeah they're doing stuff uh, in Cincinnati on their small system but there's still a very large percentage of the beer that they're selling not just here in Cincinnati but all over the place that's brewed in a very massive
1: I mean their whole brand is Boston.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah it, it to me it's not it's not even about like the the brand or the size of the place it's just that feeling when you walk in and when you, when you talk to Sam Adams, when you look at that tap room, when you walk in, it feels like a local tap room. It feels like a place that is part of the Cincinnati craft beer community just based on feeling. So I, I, you know, I, I support what they're doing a hundred percent.
3: Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Um, and, and, you know, I always say it's, it's It's funny this is now what the third or fourth time I've brought up my kids, but it's like, I always tell my kids all the time, like you're not wrong for the way that you feel. Right.
1: right? That's and my, that's my thing. I'm so in on that. Yeah. You, like, you're allowed to feel the way you feel. Yeah.
3: And if you, if you walk into a place and, and actually I can get behind what you're saying, right? Like if you can walk into a place and it just doesn't feel like a local brewery. Right. Um, I, I, I can get behind what you're saying there. That makes sense to me. Like, do, you, do you, do you, so do you get a different feeling when you walk into their Columbus location? Um, I've only been there
0: once, so okay. it's hard for me
1: to, but... Which one did you go to? The, well, the,
0: the, the big, what, okay. what they call it, the The, 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 big, the Canal uh, Winchester one? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, and, and honestly, yeah. to be in full transparency, like, so they were our first, and to this date, only brewery collaboration, right? right. Um, and, and it might sound like I'm being defensive towards them, and I'm not at all. I'm, I'm actually just trying to understand a little bit of, about the thought process, um, I, I I think uh I mean those guys have been so good to us and they are such a large brewery and and uh you know their president of US operations and I are 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 we have a relationship, right? Like like we've we've had conversation and 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 I'm I guess I'm just uh I'm so thankful for everything they've done for us. So I'm just I that's why I was asking the question, is I guess I'm just curious to get the perception state side here outside and and, and again I, I've never I don't know you might be right or you might you might be in the same thought process of of how a lot of people in Europe feel right because they have right 30 plus locations all over there as well so I, I'm just that's why I asked I was just curious
0: yeah it, it, like I wish that I could like I wish that I could find some kind of thing that's the thing that bothers me like oh it's just it's this but it's it really it's just like some kind of feeling about them it's not it's not size because i I love sam adams i've always loved sam adams they you know Mm. they saved brewing in cincinnati at one point everything was gone and they opened a brewery you know like that i don't that just feels different to me even even having like when rock bottom was open you would walk into rock bottom and yeah it was a chain and it clearly was a chain (laughs) you can't get around it but it felt different and I, I i don't know what that is i don't know um i don't know and maybe if i was maybe if i did live in columbus and you know i i had them right there maybe that would change kind of that perception and that
1: feeling about it i don't know you're a ride or die since guy now and we love that about you yeah well, for it's, sure it's just for easy sure.
0: it's easy to be that way <laughs> you
1: yeah know, if, if, and, and kind of what we talked about earlier i mean you didn't pick it but you're you obviously are in a hell of a city to be a craft beer fan
0: yeah there's not a lot of places that i could think of that i would want to um go live and write about their beer scene i mean obviously Asheville would be fun but you know like there's not a lot of places like that was that. the
3: only one i was gonna say maybe <laughs> Asheville. that
1: was the only one i was gonna say there. what's some of the local stuff you've been sipping on lately
3: Ooh, I can't wait to hear this
1: answer. That you've liked. I know you sip on a local stu- A lot of local um,
0: stuff. I have been drinking a lot of uh, Schwartz beers. <laughs> so, have you, Nocturnal? Nocturnal? um, Yes. Um, I have a couple of those left. I've been drinking a bunch of them. Um, Hit hey, us have, with the who, thoughts. Who else? Oh, I love it. I I love. I love the difference in everybody's Schwartz beers. Like the fact that some people lean heavier into the roast, some people lean heavier into like this, uh, kind of a, almost like a happy thing. Um, mm-hmm. almost kind of touching onto like the, the black IPA kind of world okay. a little bit. And then other people are leaning really heavy into the sweet malt. Like it's all in this one style and they all work and they all make sense. And it's fun. um, what else have I been drinking? I've been drinking a lot of uh, a lot of Urban Artifacts. A lot of their uh, their yeah. dyno- their Dino beers are just, I think, second to none. Like there's not a lot of stuff like that being made. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have I been drinking on? Man, I, I, see it's. I have I have a fridge over here in the podcast studio that's a beer fridge that is just for beers that I have to drink. So like if I come home after work one day. I don't even go into the, my bars in that room. <laughs> I mean, you guys have <laughs> see, seen my house. You know how it goes. Um, right. I, and i that's like where most of the beer is. But on a random weekday, I don't even like get into that fridge. I'm coming into here and just grabbing that next thing that's in line that I have to write notes about and try. And Ooh. so I'm literally every day just drinking a single of something that's, that's new that I haven't tried before. So I I drink a little bit of everything.
1: I I have have another take. Um, I think that down the road here in Cincinnati with um, how much German heritage we have and how much German beer we like in this area, the next thing in line, so it'll never be Oktoberfest, but I think that beers can have the same appeal and event that... uh, Bach. Bach Bach. Me too. Yeah. Me too. We'll maybe never have a festival, but I think that like dark lager season will be a thing here in Cincinnati. Maybe not within the next two or three years. But if breweries keep leaning into this style like they have here in Cincinnati, we're gonna see a like Schwarzbier season come through. And I'm gonna be very here for it. But is that season so obviously Oktoberfest is Mm-hmm. October ish. I think it's in between. I know where you're going. I think it's in
0: between. There's there's not a lot of time in between though. Like there this.
1: is though because Oktoberfest come out so early. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's. <laughs> I agree with Danny. I think it's. I think it's end of October through January. Yep. And then Bachfest hits February March. I might even go a little later than Justin. I'm thinking like mid like Thanksgiving to.
3: Fab one. And if nothing else, we're going to try to push it, gnarly. No, I, I
0: can definitely get behind it. <laughs> we're going to do our part over here for sure. I will definitely do my part too. I will definitely, like, there. <laughs> so, in, in my main beer fridge, like the, the, the main, the, the middle shelf, which is the mm-hmm. fullest one always, um, has, I think, like six, six rows, something like that, of, of beers. And each row is kind of dedicated to some kind of a, a style, not, not okay. an idea. I do that
1: as well. Actually, funny enough, I have a beer fridge at home, and I it's like in the it's four quadrants for me because it's only two (laughs) shelves, but there's a lot of room on each shelf. Uh So I'll do I do uh, the saunders shelf, which is the left corner, and then seltzers on the top right (laughs) corner, and then uh, like IPAs in the bottom left, and then dark stuff on the bottom right. That's uh, very similar to
0: mine. I have a a sour row. A dark okay. dark row. So that even that kind of shifts throughout the year depending on what I've got that's that's dark beer. You've got right. a hoppy row, you have loggers, which changes kind of throughout the year. Sometimes it's spills beer, yeah. sometimes it's shorts beer. Um you have I'd have to look what it is right now. Um I don't even know off the top of my head, but each each row gets some kind of theme and then kind of right. as, as you know, as that six pack dwindles down to one or two, then they get just thrown on the bottom, and then I have a new row that I can kind of fill up. Mm-hmm. And um, I whereas love that. Um, all of my seltzer though does not make its way into that fridge; it's kicked out to the garage. <laughs> it doesn't. Even,
3: there might <laughs> yeah, be like. I can't wait till you just go lean all in and fully admit that you're a seltzer
1: guy. I, I'm, I'm every time I'm, I see you post about seltzers, I'm like gnarly gnome is a seltzer guy. He yeah. just won't admit you it. Just won't I'm admit
0: it. fascinated by seltzer. I just don't enjoy drinking it.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't, I don't agree. I don't believe you, I do but like, I'm okay with it. I, I'm, I'm okay with your tagline of an equal opportunity drinker. Yeah, yeah I will sure. drink anything.
0: Um, there, there will be some, some definite content coming up here about seltzers in the very yeah. near future. Hey, um,
3: I, you- I know you're a spirit guy. Um, yes. So I have, I have leaned fully into this uh, idea of craft cocktails. And, um, I love it. I actually have been um, experimenting at home with a lot of fun stuff. So. Whenever we get a chance, this is not. This is. Uh,
2: <laughs> Danny, Danny just
1: put his air quotes. Experimenting yeah. in air quotes. Uh, <laughs> I get drunk at home. It's the same uh, thing we should I have do. a
3: podcast about that because I've been, for example, last weekend I uh, I made uh, smoked simple syrup at home.
0: Oh, <laughs> see, I love I, I love stuff like that where you create some kind of ingredient and then like the next like three days you're trying to just get as many different cocktails that use that one thing and trying to cram it all into there before you run out. Well, people don't.
1: The people that don't know Justin, he has this like innate thing where he loves creating things, and like like home brewing was obviously like the original. um, Whether it's like smoking meat or uh, making cocktails, whatever it is, like he has this like innate love for like creating things. So, him in air quotes again, like making like seltzer cocktails is just him like drunk at his own bar at home <laughs> like experimenting with things like he made it sound way more sophisticated than it actually oh, is oh yeah i mean it's a little this a little that i did a, i i created a
3: cocktail um two nights ago that was using um cilantro um so i i um i used uh mezcal i was gonna say cilantro. tequila what would
0: you I call almost spit up my drink
3: there. <laughs> are we at chipotle yeah. uh so anyway we, we uh we can have some fun with a with a podcast around uh, around cocktails. Oh yeah. I I'm I, my one of my favorite
0: things to do is to go to Jungle Gyms, uh that's the grocery store closest to me, and go in there and just find some really goofy random ingredient that I have no idea what it is and bring it home and then create a cocktail yep. with it and, and try to try to figure it out and try to figure out how to create something that's actually delicious with it and um sometimes it's easier than other times. <laughs>
3: I've been doing some spirits, uh, some some cocktails with a little heat. So doing some peppers. Um, I did one with with uh, some hot sauce. Um, not enough to where it's going to burn you the next day, but right. but just a just a small amount.
1: One of my favorite memories from General James is going there with Justin, and he. I love the self-restraint that he had in this scenario. He purposely didn't get a cart because he only wanted to walk out with what he can carry himself. <laughs> I've I've tried
0: that before and it never works out good. Before you know it, you're trying to you're walk out. The <laughs> with, I know. With three, six and then you're like at risk of dropping hand, things and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a goat head under your arm, and then you've got like a, a bunch of, you know, sugar cane thrown over your shoulder or something.
1: <laughs> you're like putting things in your pocket and people think you're trying to steal something when in reality you're just being resourceful. <laughs> Yeah. So,
3: so uh the, I guess the last question I have for you while we're here just kind of kind of bullcrapping a little bit, like what's your, so what's your um what's your your current level of uh be it excitement or uh thoughts on um breweries and or new breweries um you know coming to Cincinnati. So so the reason I ask, I, I read an article, um Yesterday from the Brewers Association that basically um, was talking about how uh, obviously, and, and, and they cited the pandemic as a part of this, but not just the pandemic as this has been kind of a trend over the last year and a half, 18 months was um, new brewery openings have slowed down significantly. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we've, we've talked multiple times on this podcast about uh, Cincinnati being a great beer town. Um, and I'm just curious to get your take on where you think, you know, you, you hear the word bubble thrown around all the time and craft beer bubble and all of this stuff. And, I, you know, you and I have had multiple conversations about this, some on air, some off. Um, but I'm just curious to get your take on where Cincinnati as a whole sits today in terms of uh, uh, total breweries and what you think that future looks like. That's a, that is a big topic.
0: So I, I definitely... like i've It's been a long time since I have seen um i have i have lists of all kinds of things that I'm watching, and one of those is obviously breweries that are coming and my list is coming soon like that i I know that this is probably a project that will happen and will happen in you know the next you know year we'll say six months um and I can't think of the last time that that list was empty and right now my these breweries are coming soon is empty. There are projects that yeah. are still kind of in in you know in, yeah. in progress, but they're not happening soon and that is a strange 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 thing, considering how it's been. I don't think it's bad though I think that i don't I think when all this you know starts to to shift a little bit and and the world returns to some normalcy, it'll pick up where it left off and we'll we'll go haywire again but I think it gives people this chance to stop and take a breath and not worry about the the new latest greatest thing and just kind of focus back into their their neighborhood spot the the places that they've they maybe have neglected for a little bit and get back out to' them. the you know some of the some of the o g places that they haven't been to forever and get back there um so I think it's good for for all of us to kind of take a little bit of a breather on new breweries <laughs> i love new breweries but you know i just you know, especially with the way things are right now where everybody needs a little bit of support you know um, we'll get we'll get back to the chaos pretty soon though
1: <laughs> as a brewery that has operated i don't know almost 40 45 of our lifetime in a pandemic i don't i don't envy anyone that started their brewery during one and i commend them for you know doing it and you know the new breweries in town have been great i've enjoyed their beer for sure
0: at the same time like not that not that it's a the way you would want things to be if you opened your brewery you know in the middle of all of this that's your normal like that's that's your baseline you don't have you know previous years that you can look at and be like man this is what we should be doing this is what this should look like and this should look like and it's not like no, this is just what it looks like. <laughs> this is this is who we are right now,
1: and this is all we have to look at.
0: <laughs> so there just is.
1: And I, just if, and I both come from like big data backgrounds, and we constantly joke that we're never gonna have a baseline. You,
0: you don't have a baseline. You guys yeah, have
1: like just keep year <laughs> one was great, and you know, but we added sales reps in year two. Yeah. Then we also had a pandemic in year two, and you know, we're rolling into year three. You know, still flirting with this pandemic and hoping for, you know, things to get better here soon, but we're not going to be able to use prior numbers next year. You know, it's going to be a completely different scenario. And I think that pivot is such a big uh, buzzword in this, you know, time and place, but you kind of have to and just roll with the punches and do the best you can. And, you know, if you make good beer, you make good beer. That's all you can do it's
0: it's it's bigger than just making good beer though it's like it's making good beer creating a space that people feel safe in creating mm-hmm. creating a company culture that people feel good about through all of this like there's places that maybe don't don't take this as seriously as other places and that that registers in people's heads whether it's conscious or not they they trust the businesses that that treat them the way that they need to be treated, and so yeah. Like, through through actually all said of it this, on our pod. Oh, sorry, keep going. No, it's it's you're building a uh, a deeper foundation than maybe you would have been able to before. Not not that this is a good thing to have to go through, but <laughs> it's it's building something that in the long term will be a good thing for the business, if that makes sense.
1: No, it absolutely does. And funny enough, I we've had a couple of our tap room. Um, Team members hop on the podcast lately. And the thing that I always like to reiterate to them is that the things that they're doing correctly now, like creating a safe environment and, you know, enforcing the rules and making sure that we're creating this safe place for people to have a beer, is going to be something that we're not going to be able to, you know, calculate and, you know, put numbers behind in the future. But the fact that we're building so much equity with the people that do stop into our tap room right now and have a safe good experience with our beer and our you know our, our brewery is going to pay dividends in the future whether that's they pick us up at Kroger when they normally wouldn't have or decide to come visit us on a weekend when they normally would have gone somewhere else or they try us at a restaurant when they normally would have tried something else like that equity that we're building with consumers right now because of how seriously we're taking the current situation that we're living in is really important and that brand equity is going to go really really far and i think that the people that aren't taking taking it seriously are going to reap the negative benefits long after this pandemic's over and the people that are taking it seriously are going to really enjoy the fact that they did even
0: even little things like uh home delivery you know the fact that especially early on in the pandemic like those days where you know you, you were terrified about what all of this was and what it meant and you didn't know what the future meant and then you would have that that person pull up in your driveway with a you know a case of beer and you know you don't know how far away you're supposed to stand from people when you're waving and you're excited to see like it's just that that experience and that memory from places sticks around and that that ingrains that brand and that place with you and with this whole experience and uh, that kind of stuff I think will uh Um, shape the way people feel about a company or a brand or a place for for years and years and years to come.
1: Well, it adds a layer of depth, right, where, um, you know, we've talked even on this podcast uh, extensively about the fact that, you know, there's a lot of breweries that make really good beer in town, Um, but the fact that you're building an experience for people, whether it's, you know, you did have Justin pull up to your house and deliver you beer. Or you did come here on a Saturday night and had a safe but good time. Um, those memories, you know, they sneak up into your your mind when you're making decisions down the road, right? And like I said earlier, those are it's hard to calculate those, and you might not be able to. Um, but having that brand equity and that experience with people, that memory that we always talk about with, you know, beer consumption is always very, very important.
0: It's similar to like, when I go to some of like the older breweries in town, be it Mount Carmel or like, if I even on a whole different level, if I go to Cincy Brewing Company, which is in the old Rivertown tap room, I still like sitting in that tap room still brings back so many memories of, you know, Rivertown early on. And like, that idea of like sitting down somewhere and just remembering how this, this space or this, this place or this brand, how it fit into your life as a craft beer drinker makes it taste better. And I don't know if that makes, (laughs) makes sense, but, um, and, and this is something that's very similar to that, that it, it makes it feel better going back to kind of that, that, that brew dog talk about, you know, just, it doesn't feel the same. Maybe it would if I, you know, had some kind of uh, some kind of, you know, real tie to the brand, then maybe it would it would feel different for me. I don't know. Um,
1: You're, You're allowed to feel the way you feel. I, I am.
0: Thank you. I wish my wife could hear this. <laughs> can, can you guys hear my kids stomping and running around upstairs? I think she's on some kind of a scooter or something right now. Every once in a while, she's over top of. My head.
1: There was a weird. We're still at the brewery here, but we're upstairs in the office. We heard a weird sound yeah. a couple of minutes ago. We both kind of looked at each other, like, "What weird. the hell is that?" But I don't think you could hear it on either end. But it was kind of like a weird buzzing.
0: sound. No, I didn't hear anything. Um, we should drink a shitty beer, guys. Um, oh, God, are we doing you, it. Yeah, before we wrap up the show. We're we're right about that, but um it cuz it does start a conversation that I would, it, obviously we can't dig too deep into it tonight, but um so this is a non-alcoholic beer. Um which I don't know if that it's still beer if it's non-alcoholic. I don't know how that works. I don't I don't actually know all of the nuances of the process to make a non-alcoholic beer. Um I know one of the one of the methods is that you make a beer, then you, after it's done, you boil all the alcohol out, which kills all of the hops and everything too. Like it doesn't, that's strange to me. And I, I don't know if there's other methods to do it or not.
1: I'll be honest. I, so as far as like, I've, so I've never home brewed before, um, I don't know if you probably have a lot of listeners who have no idea who I am. I do a lot of the marketing here at Sonder. Um, So I don't have a brewing background at all, Um, but I know enough about the process and, you know, about what we do here to be knowledgeable about it and answer questions. When people come flying with questions, I have no idea how to make (laughs) non-alcoholic beer. I I have, I know nothing about that process. I don't drink non-alcoholic beer. I'm the type of dude where if I, if I can't drink or, I'm looking for a non-alcoholic option, like I'm just grabbing a water or, you know, a pop or something, you know.
0: That's the way I am. But I I think I was hoping when I bought this that this would give me a reason to think differently about it. You know, I
2: and there's I've
1: heard that a lot of there's a lot of good non-alcoholic beers out there. I frankly am not even trying them
2: though. Like <laughs> I'm
1: not even going through the process because I love trying new beers. I'm still the dude who has a beer fridge full of, you know, other beers that are not Sonder, despite how, despite how economical it is for me to buy Sonder beer, Uh, just because I love trying new beers, but I'm not really giving non-alcoholic beers the time of day, just because it's not what I'm into and not really what I'm looking for.
0: It's um, kind of in the same, a little bit different, but in the same, like, uh, same level to me as um, seltzer, to where I don't usually want to drink it but I'm kind of fascinated by it and I'm curious about it. And this is one of those things or like gluten-free beer, you know, rolling mill up in Middletown makes great gluten-free beer. Most gluten-free beer is not that great though, but I'm so curious about it that I just keep, when I see something that's new, that is, I I just want to try it and I want to see what it's all about. And, um, I will have some kind of episode on something at some point where I just drink a whole bunch of non-alcoholic beer just to see if there's anything yeah. that is worth.
1: You, know, ever well, hopefully you have some flexibility on when you can do that one. You can do it in <laughs> no, that's the thing I can do, it whenever. You can do it afterwards. You're still good to go.
0: <laughs> I bought a six pack of this, um, like
1: oh, uh, last no. weekend.
0: Well, uh, I couldn't, they couldn't find singles. I couldn't right. find singles of non-alcoholic beer. I think Eastgate jungle gyms may keep singles of their non, I don't know, but, um, I, I drank one right away. I threw it in the freezer and, and, and drank it. I was like, that's not, not great. Like, it's just kind of disappointing. But then the next morning, we had, um, uh, I have a, a niece and a nephew that live kind of really close to us here, and they spent the night that, that night. So it was <laughs> chaos all night long and kids screaming and destroying the house. And so the next morning, um, I was making breakfast. And I'm like, you know what? I want to drink a beer right now, but that's weird. I'm going to drink a non-alcoholic beer, and I did. It was like 9 a.m., and I drank a beer.
3: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that journey for you, gnarly. Um, so, uh, so uh, full disclosure. So, I just had to, uh, I had to step away for a second and came back. So, I apologize if this was already brought up, but here's the problem I have. <laughs> well, I have several problems, <laughs> right? Uh, to be clear, the first one is I don't love. Alcohol, alcohol induced Heineken, let alone non alcoholic Heineken. Okay. Um, so for me, this, this, I, I already don't love the flavor. And if I'm also not getting any booze in it, then <laughs> well, what am I doing?
2: Um,
0: What's interesting for me is that in my head, it's not. Alcohol that I am trying to drink when i'm drinking, like I love the way all of this stuff tastes, and I know that maybe the alcohol is part of it, but um in my head, it's like if you can make something that replicates some of these flavors that I enjoy drinking that doesn't have alcohol, I'm all about it i I'll drink the crap out of it, but I just don't know if you can like I don 't know if it's possible
3: um it's probably possible um. But you're going to have to pay for it, right? Um, you know, uh, because of the ingredients that are in it. And uh, and I think that's... It's the same trend that we've seen in, you know, low ABV beers, right? Right. Uh, it, it, consumers typically... historic History would tell us that uh, p- consumers won't pay... 9.99 for a low ABV beer when they can get a high ABV beer for 9.99. Right. Right? But you've got to do that because of the ingredients you're putting into it. So, um, you know, a, an example I guess I would I would harken back to is like Jones Soda, right? I don't know the answer to this. I don't know if you guys do, but Jones Soda is a craft soda. What's a six-pack of Jones Soda? Oh, I don't know that. I I, I, I don't either.
1: It's expensive. It's not cheap.
3: Is it nine ninety nine? I don't think
0: so. <laughs> I'm gonna say probably a little. Cheaper. I'm gonna say
1: like seven or eight bucks is my guess,
0: but that's a guess. The
1: number that I had in my head was like a dollar a bottle, so maybe six. So I, I don't know.
3: I don't know. It, it, it obviously doesn't come all the way down to price, right? Like there's there's other stuff to it. Um, I will tell you. Here's the thing that I love about the idea of non alcoholic beer. The thing I love about it is there are some people who um, have an illness, right? They right. are uh, they're alcoholics or they've gone their life and, and they've, they, they have battles just like all of us do. And their battle looks different than maybe the three of us does. Um, I love the idea of them being able to socially have a beer with maybe the three of us uh, and not stumble in their journey of, of uh, sobriety. Right. Right. So for me the idea of non-alcoholic beer uh, is kind of a beautiful place because of that but in my own in my own personal journey there's no place for it other than that. Right. Right um but I was, I, but I can I can fully respect and appreciate it. I Guys, was hoping I've, that it would fill a place for, like
0: it would fill some of the water. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm right. wanting to drink a big glass of water, that non-alcoholic beer could be that and that I could still enjoy something. And I just I
1: haven't found, I haven't found that
2: at all.
3: <laughs> Danny, you were going to say something.
1: I have a take. Um, Danny likes it. I don't hate it. <laughs> and I think a lot of it has to do with my expectations being on the floor for this. Have we said what it is yet? It's Heineken, Heineken. Uh-huh. no alcohol. Well, I did. Sorry. I did. Um, I popped away for a second as yeah, well.
3: I, I said I don't love regular Heineken, let alone non-alcohol.
1: I actually hate regular Heineken. And I don't even care to say, I, I don't care if I say that on the podcast. I don't like Stella either. Like, for whatever reason, those beers really don't do it for me. I don't hate this. Like, it's actually, okay, I'm never going to pick this up. I'll never buy it myself. But from a, like, taste standpoint, it's very sweet. It's incredibly sweet. So I can see why, Justin, might not like this. But, I I didn't hate it. I like I said, the expectations were on the floor, but this is not bad. I also wonder if it tastes
0: better after you already drink a couple beers and then drink it. I'm sure that's playing into it a little it bit. There's probably also room for that though too. Like if if I'm at a tap room and they have a a lower alcohol option, I do lean into that sometimes at the end of the night. If I sure. had a non alcoholic option, maybe I would. I don't I don't know if it. it, it it would have to taste good. That's the thing though. If it's, if it's not, if it's not good, I, here's the question. Would I, if this was on tap in a local tap room, not obviously Heineken, if somebody made this product and it was on tap, would I drink it? And I think that I might maybe, I don't know. That's where I'm
2: at.
1: That's where I'm at. Seriously. Like if I, if I cannot drink or, um, I'm craving a beer, but I can't have any alcohol. I, I don't hate this. I Don't get me wrong. I don't like it. I don't hate it. Or I, I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's like somewhere in the middle. <laughs> right. It is really, really sweet, which I think is playing into why I like it a little bit, because I do like sweet lagers. Um, I'm actually, I'm shocked a little bit. I, I thought I was going to hate this, because I really don't like Hanukkah and I don't like any beers, but this is not bad. Do you guys think we're going to see stuff like this
2: uh, locally? I tend to think no. Um, I don't know. I think
1: that it's it's really easy for me at least to like evaluate a trend versus a mainstay, you know, like a shift in the market. Um, like I think the obvious one is like New England IPAs. Like I don't think that's a trend. I think those are here to stay. Right. Um, I think NA beers are kind of popping off a little bit nationally and I think they benefit from the fact that like they can be shipped to you and because they're not alcoholic and there's a little bit more leeway there of accessibility. Um, I don't think so. Um, I don't know though. I could be wrong. (laughs) Uh, I know it's like come up a couple of times for us and I think we pretty confidently say that we're not going to do it. I don't want to speak for all of us, but the the look that Justin's giving me right now is kind of solidifying it for me. I,
3: I I don't think this is a trend for craft breweries of our size. There's not enough consumers, I don't think. Um I I would say um and, and look, maybe I'm wrong. Uh and and I I honestly I, I feel a little out of turn saying this because it's it's not something I can confidently say from my own experience. And I think that's a dangerous game when you begin to do that. But um, I, think, uh, I think in society, we're at a place where um, if you come to our brewery and you don't want to drink beer, we, we offer you a space where it's okay that you're not going to drink our beer.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Um, we're okay with that, right? You can grab a soda from Brew River. Um, we'll pour you a, a water. Um, we'll We'll find a way that you can be a part of what we've got going on without faking it, so to speak, air quotes in that faking it, right? Um, And again, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because on one hand, I like the idea that if if somebody is sick and somebody is battling alcoholism and they just want the taste of a beer, I, I believe that what we're drinking right now, that does that. For those people, that does that. But I don't think... So, so I'll give you a real life example for us because I can live it, right? From a revenue perspective and from a business perspective, for us to take up an entire tank for however many days it would take for this to ferment and for us to do this, um, it just wouldn't it, it wouldn't be a, a wise business decision. And and I think there's a lot of businesses, especially right now, who are in that same situation, right? I think it's easy for a place like Budweiser or a place like Heineken or a place like um you know insert whatever here to be able to take us take a tank and brew a thousand barrels of this and ship it out and and it'll be fine. Right. Um, but for a for a craft brewery or for a brewery, you know, even as large as Rheingeist, I, I I think uh it's a tough sell to be able to make this when when in theory what we're trying to do is we're trying to tell people, even if you don't drink beer, come
1: to our space, come hang out. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're on the same wavelength there, Justin. Um, I think, I think the big reason and I use us as an example because that's what we live every day. Um, I don't, I don't think, I don't. Oh, I don't want to rule anything out. I don't think we'll ever make an NA beer, but the big thing is, it's less about whether we want to make it or not, and more about the, like the logistics and you know the business side of it. Like I think that there's so many pros to having an NA beer, and it does fit the lifestyle of a lot of people. Um, but it, it just doesn't make sense from a business standpoint and for us, for us. Yeah. And so, I'm speaking for us cause it's what I know. Um, it may make sense for other people. And honestly, you know, maybe it is a move for someone to jump in and be the NA Bureau of Cincinnati and like really
0: lean into that market. Who knows? I'm also curious to like from a, from a brewer perspective, if there's a part of people that just wants to see if, they can create a non alcoholic beer that doesn't taste like shit. Like, like something that, that competitive you know, side you of it. You beer. know what I think is something you know what that I think makes more a likely. normal drinker want to drink it.
3: I think what's more likely is to try to come up with a locale IPA or a locale, yeah. a health conscious beer that still has booze in it, but tastes really good. Yeah. That's what I think is more. When we talk about trends, I think that's the that's the more likely trend uh, for a breweries of our size or other sizes of of craft breweries in Cincinnati is how can we create, you know, in our case, how can we create something like you betcha? That's a third of the the health whatever that you want to say, right? And right. and that's a bad example, but you know, anything yeah, like for that, the record, insert,
1: you betcha is not very good for you. <laughs> It's fine. It's great for you. It's great for you. <laughs> it's great for you um, in some it's ways. Not bad for
3: you. <laughs> it's just like any other beer, right? Right. Um, how
0: many calories are in some of those uh, family tradition bottles? <laughs> 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 That's what I
1: want to know. I do
3: not recall.
1: <laughs> yeah. We do not know that. Info. Um, <laughs> um,
3: I, you know, I, I think what's more likely is how do we create a, a uh, slightly mighty or a, a uh, 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 lighthearted that tastes like those beers? Right. Right. That tastes like you betcha. That tastes like record hop. Yeah. Um, I think that's the more likely trend. Um, than than so in A beers.
0: I'm curious to see where it goes and to see what the the next thing that people start kind of clamoring about and trying to figure out. I I'm fascinated by any aspect of this business that is getting people to think differently and try new things and experiment because I think that maybe something like this can, can birth something else
3: or get people
0: thinking Look, Gnarly, differently.
3: I, I, I would guess, I might be wrong, but I would guess a very large percentage of seltzer drinkers started exactly where you're at. I don't like the taste of them. I'm fascinated by it, but I don't like the taste of them. But then they, then they dove down the health idea of it. They dove down the calories. They dove down the carbs. They dove down all this stuff and went, you know what? It still does the same thing at the end of the night of what all these beers did. And it was half the calories or half the carbs, or it was half this. It's the, Honestly, I believe a very large spike of what's happening in cocktails and in spirits is the same thing. Why? Adkins, keto, go down the list of all these diets that don't have the calories and don't have the carbs of beer. right? And so people can have... And oh, by the way, they can have one or two cocktails that takes five or six beers to get there if you're talking from an ABV standpoint. Right. right, And, and for the record... So I, I don't... I, I don't... I don't... Again, I don't, I don't know that to be true. And, and by the way, beer's not going anywhere. It's everybody... I, I am of the belief that a very large percentage of the population... And, I, and by the way, I'm raising my hand here. I'm in this. If, if I could and I could feel great about it, I'd have beer anytime I was having any kind of alcoholic beverage. I just prefer beer. I like the taste of it. I like the social aspect of it. I like the fact that I can have three or four of them, and I can still not be, you know whatever. If I have three or four bourbons, I'm sideways, right? <laughs> like and and, and and that's not what I want to be or, or what I'm trying to do. Right. right? so so i am I am in that demographic where I prefer and beer's not going anywhere, right? Like beer is what it is. Um, but I think everybody is trying to encapsulate or capture what what beer is but it'll be a little more healthy right
0: i think you're making the argument for non-alcoholic beer though too <laughs> <laughs> ended,
3: right. no because i think still i think people still like to feel a little loose yeah present that, yeah. that's my that's my opinion i don't i don't uh i i, I don't I don't think that uh, there's any shortage of people who, like when you go out for a happy hour, like (laughs) do people still do that? (laughs) Right. But man, it's like, how many times do you hear this statement? It's been a hell of a day.
1: Yeah. We said that before the podcast. Absolutely. Right.
3: (laughs) And, and you can, you know, and I'm going to use air quotes. You can take the edge off and have a beer, not be drunk. But having a cocktail or having a beer or having a seltzer, having whatever you want here, take the edge off by having a beer, you're not going to get the same thing with 0.0.
0: But I think that Ah. from a different level, like I can go out, I can have one cocktail or um, one glass of bourbon and then I'm like, this was a little stronger than I thought it was going to be. I can't have another one right now. But just have a water. But that's when maybe non-alcoholic beer could fit into that. And then you don't feel like that guy that's standing there drinking a water with a big wedge of lemon stuck in it
3: and like... <laughs> but, aren't, but aren't we just talking about the health aspect of it? So so this is where I disagree with you guys. You said, you said I made the argument for non-alcoholic beer. Guess what's in all the non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic beer? All the calories, right. all the carbs, all the shit, and there's no booze. So why are you going to ingest all of that stuff without the boots you're
0: not the same reason that I go and I sit there in the house you know 20 wings <laughs> I just enjoy like I enjoy that <laughs> yeah. I guess that's fair enough and, yeah, like sometimes sometimes the health side of it for me and and maybe I'm a different kind of uh, different kind of demographic than some of the people who are drinking seltzer and stuff like that for the health aspect like that doesn't even enter my mind when I'm drinking I don't think about the calories of stuff at
3: all. Good. I, I mean, trust me, as a brewery owner in this city, I hope everyone is on your wavelength. Right.
0: I don't right? I, I'm I'm curious to see where non-alcoholic beer goes. I don't know that it's ever going to become a thing, but there is definitely a part of me that thinks there might be room for it and I uh, I'm curious to see if there is.
1: I I absolutely think there's room for it and I think that it a, a select few are really going to benefit from it. And then that's about it. I think yeah. like athletic brewing is going to be around for a long time and they're going to really, because being first to market and offering the flexibility of how you can get their beers, really going to benefit them. And, you know, it is a small niche, but someone has to fill that niche. And I think they are, but I don't know that local microbreweries, uh, even regional breweries are going to end up wasting their time on it. I don't
0: think. Well, and I think it's, you know, the fact that you can ship it easily, maybe it does just turn into a place that it's just a few players in the game that just do a ton of it, you know, maybe. But I, I hate seeing that be Heineken and Budweiser and places like that. I want it to be a different type of business. I want it to be somebody that, you know, believes in the in the craft of beverages too. And I I, I don't know, Maybe maybe we need an athletic brewery that can, you know, really... Explode and do something that uh, um, everybody can get their hands on, and I guess they're they're definitely getting there. <laughs> mm-hmm. know, Our buddies
1: at dog are really leaning into it. I think they have four or five. That's NA a great options. example
0: too. That's yeah, they um and theirs are pretty pretty good, um, from what I remember from the times I've tried them. But
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that's it, guys. That's a that show. <laughs> See, I told we could we could do an entire show on non-alcoholic. <laughs> I love it. No, no, no. I
3: love, I love the discussion.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's fascinating to me. Um, guys, thank you very much. Um, for anybody who doesn't know about Sonder, um, number one, how can you exist in Cincinnati and not know about Sonder? I, I I feel like when I, when I said, if you don't know about Sonder, like everybody in Cincinnati knows that you guys are here at this point, they, uh, maybe they haven't been out there. Um, but, it's easy to get your beer now. Go into your, your local Kroger, your local bottle shop. And if they don't have it, stand at the counter and and, and berate them until they yes. they'll 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 work to get it. Um, listen to the podcast, Sonder Stories. Um I'll put some kind of a link in the show notes as long as I remember to do it. If you Are you know, still listening? No. Do you still listen to it? I I'm way behind. I was um I was sitting talking to somebody last night and I was showing them my list of podcasts because I'm not um in the car the way I thought I was before, yeah. Um, yeah. So I am currently oh this is this is embarrassing guys, I'm oh. on chapter forty. I'm I'm part way through forty five.
1: Okay. Got a little bit of work to do, but it's not <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. We have some good ones. So yeah, it'll, it'll be easy to get so through. They're
3: getting better every week. Yeah, so
0: we're getting really way good better good. at it as it comes through. Um, I, I love the podcast. I think it's it's such a great idea, especially for a brewery like you guys that has so many stories wrapped into everything. So if you don't already listen to that, do that. I know most of the people that listen to, uh, to my show already listen to yours too, for just from talking to people. Um, so we've got that going for us. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate you guys making some time on a, uh, on a hell of a day. It's <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm this glad. is always fun, man. Thanks yeah. for
3: including us. Thanks for being a, for, for uh, having us on your journey.
0: I'm glad we could sit across our virtual table and have a beer together. <laughs> um, uh, Again, we, uh, let's do it live soon. Uh, definitely. We will definitely get together and have a real beer in person. This is Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft.